Wow. Hey, big good people of God. You've uh, you've turned in, tuned in to another installment, a great episode of the uh, the Pastors of Pain Show, the only Catholic priest uh, podcast in Pain County. Um, it won the Best of Pain County Award. Is that right? Best of Stillwater. Best of Stillwater Award. So there might be something better in Glencoe. I doubt it, except for maybe a steak restaurant. What's the name of that steak restaurant? Is that Glencoe? It's in Morrison. Oh, that Morrison. I love Glencoe. I've been there many times. I visit parishioners there. Oh, really? Yes. How, how many times did you go to Morrison? Do you have parishioners in Morrison? Uh, we have parishioners in Morrison, although they are not within our parish boundaries. Oh, Archdiocese of Oklahoma so City. So I don't visit them as often. When when you went up there to visit the uh, uh, the Frost Land and bless it. Yeah, it was awesome. Uh, but that was outside your parish boundaries, right? Just asking. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Hey, yes. I'm, yes. Hey, um, yes. Mary, Mary Frost, um, you're yes. a member of that family, Mary of Avila. Um, there did you, are. Did you feel like there was a moment there where you, there was something wrong in the state of the church when a priest was outside his juridical boundaries blessing dirt? I'm sure Father O'Brien got great permission to be there. <laughs> you, you live outside your juridical boundaries. I, I am currently, and I have no responsibilities here. I'm, I have That's to get true. permission from the local pastor. Who's the local pastor? That guy on the couch. Hello. Yeah. Welcome, everyone, to well, the well, show. Welcome back. Mary Frost is <laughs> back. good to have you. Mary is back. <laughs> wow. How? A two-time guest. I don't know. Two times in a row. That's a rare Unbelievable. occasion. We do like Unless Ky- you're Kyle Dowd. That's Kyle Dowd territory. But does that qualify him because he's a resident, or is that an exception? Kyle does live here. Is he the rule or the exception? You know who's never been on the show? Father Robert Healy. <laughs> Because um, he's not we, doing priest stuff. Yes, that's true. Yeah. He is right now. That is true. That is, that is yeah, true. He's always doing good priest stuff. Uh, but anyway, I'm saying I'm saving him. I'm saving him for uh, old school. <laughs> Our new new. I don't know. Um, yeah, he'll he'll be on. He'll be on the show because he's got a great he's got a great story to tell. Um, we've been walking through the mass. Yes, last over w- the last several weeks. Last week on the creed. Uh, There's a lot on the creed, man. You said you could write a ten-page paper on. I did write a ten-page paper. Twenty words on the phrase "He descended into hell." That's less than twenty words. He descended into hell. I know. Four four words. Ten pages on four words. It was awesome. It was so interesting. And Mary of Avila said it blew her mind. Like she was like, "Whoa, I didn't know." I know. I'm still waiting for it to be uploaded to Saint Francis Xavier's website. But what my paper? Yeah, I want to read the whole thing. I don't know if I have it. Oh boy, you probably don't want to read that. That was so Father O'Brien 19. Do you feel like you could do better now? 2000. No, I don't don't think so. I think I'm dumber. (laughs) Uh, That was the fall of 2002. Lots happened since then. Yeah, a lot. Lots happened. Yeah, I was like five years old. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. You are, I think, the young... No, maybe not the youngest guest we've ever had because you've had some college students on. And Mary is not in college. Okay, so I thought maybe we would just keep rolling through the Mass. Yeah, okay. Um, we we talked about the Creed, and then we did a very brief just little thing on the on the universal prayer. Lord, hear our prayer. Praying corporately, right? That our, our baptismal promises of, you know, when you were baptized, you were baptized priest, prophet, and king. When we pray together, we are we are living out our priestly uh, our priestly duty. Yeah, exactly. As uh, as baptized people. 
Okay, so then in the Mass, after we do uh, the, the universal prayer or the prayers of the faithful, where we yes. say, Lord, hear our prayer, um, we sit down. Uh-huh. Everyone sits down. And then, like, lots of things sort of <laughs> seem to happen sort of simultaneously. Kids crying? Usually, kids, are, kids are crying all the time. We're, get out your checkbook? We're a growing church. We like we announce like, the hymn. We like crying babies. Announcing the we hymn. We don't announce. We don't announce hymns. Everyone has their booklet. They know. Really? It's all it's all in there. We do okay. not announce hymns. So uh, so announcing hymns. So usually, usually takes music. Away. Some music comes on. It's a, it's usually the hymn. We ca- it's called the offertory. The offertory hymn, because things are about to be offered. Oh. Okay. So then we um, a collection happens. Uh, yep. In just about every church, I think. And when that happens, so in our in our case, you know, ushers basically move around the church and they have baskets. Um, what is to be placed into the baskets? Chicken wing? Chewed gum. <laughs> I thought it was the trash. <laughs> um, One of the greatest things from coming to America. They're at the, they're not at church though. They're at the uh I believe they're at the uh they're at some like a like a beauty pageant, I think. <laughs> and the collection plate comes around and the guy, Arsenio Hall's character, puts a puts his chicken wing in there and he goes, It's the collection. And then he goes, I thought it was the trash. <laughs> um anyway, that's a great line. Okay, so when the collection comes around, um, I have multiple questions about the collection. What do you do if you give electronically? Uh what? You just pass the basket. Yeah. I think that's really awkward. Really? Uh, let me just ask that. I'll just ask this generally, and if people are listening and they have some feedback on this, we've talked about like putting in the uh, in the narthex as you walk in, like a little, basically a, like a laminated piece of paper that says like I gave online. Yeah. And then you like pick one up, and then when the collection comes around, you take out your little laminated thing and you put it in there. Is that dumb, or is that uh, would that be interesting? I, 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 yeah, I think Mary? that would be interesting just because I think a lot of people go fumbling for their wallets or digging in their purses and you almost feel the need to do so also whether even you though gave, you've given online. Yeah, even yep. if you just fumble for a dollar bill, like it looks like you contributed something versus yeah. Yep. Yep. I think um, we might do that. I think it's an interesting concept. Or you can flip the script and say you're not supposed to let your right hand know what your left hand yes. is doing. Yeah, you, you don't you don't be like you don't pull out your twenty dollar bill and like you know, throw it out. Mm, you know, everybody, look at this. Uh, Mary, how much did you give to the church last year? I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't know. <laughs> um, is, was it exactly 10% of your um, be- pre-tax income? Oh, that's a question for because, my math teacher okay. husband. Okay, well, <laughs> I don't we'll, know. We'll have Matthew him on. Love we'll, have, pray for her. we'll have him on next time. Okay, so the collection happens, and the collection is, a, it's actually a very important part of the liturgy. And that is because part of our off, part of what we offer to God, is ever, is our whole self, you know. Uh-huh. And so we take up a collection to pay for um, not only the needs of the church, but also for yep, the yep. church's growth and charitable activity, so that we're able to help people and keep the lights on and do all those things. Um, what is the uh, average collection at St. John Catholic Student Center? <laughs> So, this is a plea for help because uh, I'm going to tell you what, what the average collection at St. Francis Xavier is. So on and one Sunday, I handed the collection to Holly Beckman and I said, don't lose this. 
there's $19 in this bag. That's pitiful. $19. Well, I don't carry cash. I can't tell you the last time I carried cash. So we're as when we go into the new church and student center uh, this coming year in January, well, we won't go into the church, but when we go in the student center, we're going to work on some ways to electronically give both at the door, uh, maybe a swiping collection basket. You plug sure. In. Some places have like a little iPad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so then, um, yeah, some different ways for students to give. But we also have a lot of students give online. So we have, I think, 150 students to give online. That's nice. So of the so you really the, your collection was not nineteen dollars. Yeah, collection in the, the physical basket. collection. Yeah, it was nineteen dollars. Yeah. What yeah. what is reported to the Cathedraticum? Uh, Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so if you did not know, we are part of a diocese, and part of our collection every year goes back to the diocese. There's a certain percentage. Yeah, to help support the diocese. To help support the, the diocese. What is your, um, Mary, uh, as a, what are you, are you a millennial? Mm-hmm. What are you? Yep, yeah? I'm the youngest of the millennials. Okay, what is your preferred way to donate to the church? So I give electronically in batches. Um, my husband batches. is an old soul and will just get it. He'll intentionally get cash out every week to give You cash. go to the ATM on the way to Mass? Uh, he usually does on the way home from work. So he's... Um, he's thinking ahead, like on Friday? Yeah. On he's Friday, a- he's already thinking about his gift? Yes, he's very thoughtful. Good but he oh, he's all cr- creeping on 30, so he still likes cash. And then I'm going to be 26, and I prefer just like entering my credit card for the credit card points. But <laughs> the credit What card about the point. fact that using your credit card costs the church money? Well, I pay the three percent. Oh, you do? Yeah. Okay, that's oh very. Oh my kind. gosh! I checked, she, I checked the box. She, she was. That's very She kind. was quick and fast with that answer. I was ready. Faster than the creed. I was but, ready. I mean, <laughs> yeah. So when, uh, so you prefer to give to your parish via credit card? Yes, sir. Okay, that's cool. What uh, do you do? You feel like that's normal among your generation? They prefer credit card or Venmo or. Yeah, PayPal? I feel like it's Acorn. quicker to. Venmo, but I also feel like we all have so much going on and it pick an age, any age, we all have so much going on. If you had the option to do reoccurring credit card payments, people would be like, Yep, because that's one less yeah, thing to think one about. One less thing to think about. Um, I'm gonna tell you a funny story about my dad. When my dad um used to, used to travel a lot internationally, and so he would come back from every year he would go to Japan multiple times, Saudi Arabia, multiple times, Australia, multiple times for for business. So he would come back and he would always have like money left over from those places. Uh And so he would put it (laughs) into the collection. What's the percent conversion on that for the processing? I don't know. Like credit cards are 3%? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, yeah. If you're turning it into, yeah, some money exchange. Yeah. You're you're definitely losing money. But anyway, at the time I always thought, my dad is so cool. He takes that extra money that he got from Australia or whatever, <laughs> and he puts it in the collection. And now, as a pastor, if somebody put stinking yen <laughs> or denarii, not cougarans, <laughs> I I would try to track that person down and 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 make them go to St. John's. Um, I. That would be the most annoying thing on the planet. And so now I'm now I like picture I go back and I'm like those random, you know, so basically our I mean the people who count the money, they're all volunteers. Um, you know that they're going through and there's dollar bills and fives and tens and twenties and probably you know some hundreds, there's checks, there's envelopes, there's 
little kid drawings that kids, you know, put in there. A bucket full of and rubles then, that's 40 cents. Yeah. And then, like, <laughs> a bunch of pesos. Like, what the heck? Who is putting this in the collection? And the answer is Marty O'Brien. <laughs> And your dad probably thought it was hilarious. He thought it was awesome. And now, as a pastor, I would be so... Because now somebody, now someone in that little collection crew, either you have to keep that money off to the side, or you somebody has to go to the bank, and then you get to the bank, and you're like, wow, this is 2 million yen, and you realize it's like worth $1.87. Anyway... Uh, Very interesting. My buddy Colby Hanley, when we were in the Air Force together, I thought about this uh, in literally like probably uh, years. <laughs> His wife was Thai, and she used to use, take the money during the homily now I've, uh, and make little origami things and drop them in the basket. And I was like, when you get the basket back there, and you're, like, you're like, okay, now you got to undo all the origami in yeah. here. She would just make wow. all stuff during the homily. All right, anyway, that's so that's the collection. Oh. We, we take up a collection. Very interesting. Now, what's really cool is in some countries, we were talking at RCA the other night, Becoming Catholic, Tuesday night, 6 o'clock, mm-hmm. Parish Hall, be there. Um, we have a young man uh, in there who's from Nigeria, and he was saying at his church, the, when people bring up the collection, um, people put money, but then also people put eggs, um, oh, yeah. chickens, not uncommon to have a goat, you know, kind of on the leash. What? Like, there's, there's your, there's your my, that's my offering. I don't have any money, but I have a goat. And the church can use the goat to feed the priests or feed the people or cut the lawn. I don't know. <laughs> cut the lawn. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, so so in, comes, in comes the goat. Anyway, I just thought that was interesting. Wouldn't that be so interesting if people did that here? Yeah, I'd never heard of that. Yeah. Here's, here's an oxen. Um, okay, so we do the collection, and then a very important thing happens, but a lot of people, I think, miss it, and that is usually two people or, or like a family, they bring forward bread and wine. Have you ever done this, Mary? Several times. You've been, you've been chosen? Yeah, my family as um, youths, we all went to 7 a.m. mass. I'm a family oh, of four siblings. You were the only kids there. We were the only kids there. So about every other week, it was just adorable, an adorable show for all of us four little children to go bopping down. It was like almost a fashion show for us because fashion it was always like, show. what outfit are you wearing this week? <laughs> no, my uh, parents would hurt it. Sarah and Joy, I could see. Adorable. But your, but your brother was like probably standing in the background like, I don't want to do this. Oh, yeah, 1,000%. <laughs> Um, okay, so the bread and wine come forward. It's it's actually very interesting. I had a student ask me one time at Bishop Kelly. They said like, why, why don't why can't you just put the bread and the wine like up at the front before mass? Why do we have to have this? Wouldn't we save time if we just? Why do we have to have this? These people come up yeah. forward. Like why why is a priest so lazy? Why can't he just go get it himself? Yeah, what does Sister something or other say in that book right there? I don't know. Maria Grace is that what her name is? Uh, I've heard a couple reasons why yeah, they brought tell forward. Us. Do tell. Is one is the understanding of processions in the liturgy, yep. which is also in heaven. There's um, all these um, things are proceeding. God, uh, Jesus Christ proceeds from um, no, the Holy Spirit proceeds from the Father through the Son. So there's this procession. Um, is I get that right, Kyle? Yeah, I wasn't too heretical, was I? 
I was off the cuff, and I didn't get a nap today at three. Uh, the second, the second one is there was this um, a visionary in South America who said, as the as the gifts are being brought forward, she said that's the time that the like people are bringing their intercessions as well. You're giving your intention to your guardian angel, and they're bringing them forward. So this is the great moment to lay your offerings and bring them forward. Um, as the body of Christ, the church is bringing all these gifts forward. So too, you're bringing your intentions forward and laying them upon the altar of sacrifice. Um, reason, reason three, I, I think it, it looks beautiful of like the people of God bringing them forward, not just the priests reaching over the table, grabbing them. It really says where they come from. I mean, yes, they come out of a plastic box and a jug of wine, but yeah, that really we bought, are, we bought from yeah. The, yeah the church store. But they are the yeah. fruits of the labor of the people of God. Like they didn't grow these grapes and they didn't grow this wheat to make this. But they, they they're paying for somebody did. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're paying for the the gifts, these gifts, which is then becomes the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ, the life of the church. So when when the gifts get brought up, the bread and wine get brought up. Usually they're handed to the priest who hands them. And here we hand them to the altar server who brings them to the altar, and then the deacon sets the altar and the priest sort of stands off to the mm-hmm. side. Once the altar is set, so we got the we got the, the Roman missal, we got the bread, we got the wine. When the altar is all set, then the priest comes forward. And now if music is still playing, oftentimes you don't hear these prayers. Um, but they're really beautiful. But if the music has stopped, then the prayers so the prayers can be said sort of inaudibly if there's mm-hmm. music, but then yep. audibly if there's not. And here's what it says. This goes to your point about where do where does the bread come from? Yes. Where does the wine come from? Um, and the priest says this. He ho- takes the bread and says, Blessed are you, so he's talking to God. Blessed are you, Lord, God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the bread we offer you, fruit of the earth and work of human hands. It will become for us the bread of life. Blessed and then the people say, forever. blessed be God forever. So we're saying right there, like, where, where did the bread come from? It ultimately, it came from God. It, but it came from God through us, through the, through the work of our hands. And now we take that bread and we offer it back up to God to thank Him for His goodness. What does Eucharist mean? Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Boom. Okay, then he takes the chalice. You didn't know that, Mary of No, I didn't, didn't know, know that? that. Oh, my gosh. This is yeah. just, just... Yeah, like, uh, you know, uh, when Jesus is on the mountainside of the feeding in the 5,000, it says, and he gave Eucharist. He gave thanks. He broke the bread, and then he, like, distributed. So every time it says thanks in the, in the scriptures, he's looking up to heaven, and he gave thanks um, is all the, the word Eucharist. Is that your etymology? Entomology. <laughs> All right. So then the she priest. Li- this is what she's. A, she's a. She's a good listener. She's a good listener. But this is the. This is the downside of having a podcast, is that people know about our lives, and then they repeat it back to but us. But that's true of being a priest. Uh, yeah. You say stuff in homilies all the time, and you you forget you told people, and they come back two years later, and they're like, Oh yeah, don't I? Yeah, you like. You like almonds, and you're like, how do you know I like almonds? You said in the homily two years ago. What? Oh. Okay, then the priest takes the chalice, and he says, 
Blessed are you, talking to God, blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the wine we offer you. Is it the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus yet? No. 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 Fruit of the vine and work of human hands, it will become our spiritual drink. So the bread becomes the bread of life. The wine becomes our spiritual drink. And the people say, blessed be God forever. Then something really interesting happens. If there's incense, the priest then incenses. If there's not incense, then the priest washes his hands. Yeah. What is going on there? I, Why is the priest so dirty? Okay. Um, we, I, I just want to jump back. We, we missed, um, I think, the mingling of the water. Ooh, talk about that. The, talk about that. Water. Talk it that says, through. I don't know the words. Say the word. What are the words? Uh, May this mingling of this water and wine come to share in the divinity of Christ, to humble to share in our humanity. It's a one. Uh, so before, a, yeah. So before the bread and wine are offered up, blessed yeah. are you, Lord God of all creation. The priest or the deacon takes water and mixes and it. pours a little bit of water into the chalice. So the water and wine are mixed. Right, right. And I, I, I've heard over the years that it's like, oh, the re- the pragmatic reasons to thin out the wine. Okay, <laughs> yes. I, yeah, I just rolled my eyes. You didn't get to see it. But um, I heard it. <laughs> I always thought it was to symbolize, um, like when Jesus, when he was crucified and he was pierced in the side, both water and yes. wine came out. Yeah, Mary, I thought that's what was happening. Mary Frost didn't even require to go to seminary to learn this, and she's got it. Bingo. Um, but th- that's, that's what the you reason. get when you come to St. John Catholic Student Center. Yeah, that's what you get. We build um, saints, hashtag. <laughs> uh, it's not just this. Um, action where we're thinning out the wine because it's so strong. And I think the the um, the washing in the hands of the priest was also seen that way. It's like, oh, the priest just has to wash his hands. Because well, I think they were the dirty. prayers explain it a lot. You want to go ahead and hit us with that? But, okay. Now, we're, we're wash me of my sins and cleanse me of my iniquities. Oh, yeah. Are you kidding me? I was yeah. an altar server, guys. I heard this a lot. Oh, wow. wow. Okay, I so don't when, remember the actual words. So what's but. interesting is when the priest, there, there are certain times in the Mass oh, when the priest kidding? prays quietly. And there's a reason for that. So when the priest prays aloud, the priest is, is praying on behalf of the people. When he prays quietly, he's, he's really praying for himself. Mm-hmm. So you don't need to hear, everyone doesn't need to hear the loud, in, the loud, in my loud microphone voice, you don't need to pray, hear the prayer that is prayed for me. You want to hear the prayers that are prayed mm-hmm. for you. So when the priest um, offers the bread, offers the wine, then he bows to the altar and says, before this, before he washes his hands, he says, with humble spirit and contrite heart, may we be accepted by you, O Lord, and may our sacrifice in your sight this day be pleasing to you, Lord God. I then he turns, one. so you'd never hear it. I mean, mm-hmm. you'd never hear it. Uh, you'd never hear that out loud. And and the be- the beauty of that is that we keep hearing this word sacrifice, sacrifice, sacrifice. It is what you, the church is bringing to offer um, to God on on behalf of ourselves. And so it's not just a um, we're bringing out bread and wine and keeping it bread and wine. It's the sacrifice, um, which is. The sacrifice of the lamb, the the Holy Thursday sacrifice, Jesus' sacrifice on the cross, where Holy Thursday and Good Friday uh, come to completion with Jesus being um, sacrificed on the cross, as Scott Hahn says in that fourth cup. 
And so it's this sacrificial participation. It's not just a, a show where it's like we're watching the priest pray. It's no, we're, we're my sacrifice and yours, he will later say. He say that later, yeah. 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 Um, so the priest says that, and then he turns. And it, Now, Father John Grant, our director of liturgy, he said this one day. We were chatting, and he even sent me his little article he wrote. He wrote it on um, the 1962 Missal prayer. Um, it's called the Ablution Prayer. And the Ablution Prayer in the 1962 liturgy was the same prayer the priest prayed in the temple in Jerusalem when he was about to sacrifice the Passover lamb. Oh. And I've, I don't know that prayer, wow. but I wish I did. So yeah. for y'all out there. That's awesome. Little, and some people don't even know that. But then um, the, the, the prayer of the, Ro- of the Novus Ordo is what, Mary? Which one Wash is that me. one? Wash me, O oh Lord. Wash me of my sins and cleanse me in of, of my inequities. That one. So the prayer is... I don't know. Very, I'm not the priest here, guys. So as the <laughs> priest, on. as the priest is washing his hands, he says, "Wash me, O Lord, from my iniquity, and cleanse me from my sin." Pretty darn close for being a non-priest. So it is for a layman. It is a literal washing of his hands. I mean, but there's not. We're not using soap. We're not scrubbing. Um, it's it's much more of a symbolic. It's more washing. of a splash, really. It's yeah. yeah. It really is kind of can be kind of a. Some priests just kind of dip their fingertips. Well, if they don't have um, an altar server. Yeah. Um, so there's a, this washing of the hands. This is all part of the preparation of the altar. And what happens on altars? Sacrifice. Sacrifice. Sacrifice right? is the heart of worship. If you don't have worship, Ooh. you don't have worship if you don't have sacrifice. So then the priest washes his hands, and then he says to the people, he admonishes them with a very specific command. Pray, brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours, which I love that line because that implies not only is the priest offering a sacrifice, but so are you. Pray, brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. And then what do the people say? Mary? May the Lord accept the sacrifice at your hands. For the praise. By the, oh, sorry. I don't know for, where you're yeah, going. Yeah, for, for, for the praise and the glory of his name, for our good and the good of all his holy church. There you go. So that's the people's response. We're asking the Lord, may the Lord accept the sacrifice at your hands. So it's kind of the, well, the people are saying this to the priest. May the Lord accept the sacrifice at your hands. Um, what's, so bi- what's so big about the priest's hands? Father Kerry, what happened at your, when you became a priest? What happened at your ordination? Oh, that, oh, that moment where you kneel down before the bishop and and he, he does something. He opens his hands and then you lay your hands and he covers them in oil. Yeah, your hand, the hands of sacred the priest chrism. are consecrated. Yep. with sacred chrism. Um, it's the reason why. Um, I'll, I'll say. Let me preface that pr- receiving communion in the hand is permissible, but it's a lot of. Re- it's a lot of. It's the reason why a lot of people don't receive communion in their hand. They receive it on their tongue. Because it it's the the priest's hands are consecrated, and there and and lots of you know, there's a whole theology behind it that unconsecrated hands don't ought not touch the Eucharist, and so they receive on the tongue. Uh huh. Very interesting. Okay, then, uh, then the priest does the prayer over the offerings. 
Um, and that's different every Sunday. There's, that's different that's right. every Sunday of the year. That comes with the, uh, the collect, uh, the prayer before communion, the prayer after communion, the antiphons are yep. particular for yep. each, each week. Yep. So uh, what was this? Like last week was Christ the King Sunday. Yep. And so those were all, what Sunday is this? This weekend is the first Sunday of Advent. Oh, no. Get fired up. Where are my purple candles? Uh, I have a funny story about Advent. Yeah. Uh, one time I was when I first got here, I was driving with in Father Carey's truck, and it was uh it was I think it was a Sunday morning, and we were, you were on your way. Or maybe it was a Saturday, but anyway, you were like, "Oh crud, I don't have an Advent wreath," and so we're driving. We were at I I remember it well. We were at the corner of Duck and McElroy, right by the uh, Stillwater Church of Christ, right by the softball field. Yes. You pulled over. Got out of the car with your knife, went over to a pine tree of some sort, and cut off part of this pine tree. And then, a red I don't cedar. know, two days later, was I was in your church and I was like, hey, there's, <laughs> there's Father Carey's Advent wreath. It was a red cedar. He stole that from the city of Stillwater. No, uh, Advent bush. <laughs> It was all for a good cause. They're not native plants anyway, so he was helping oh, out. Oh, see, way to go. Red Mary, always seeing the world, always seeing the world with the glass half full. Okay, so we're going to just continue on this great march through the Mass. Yeah, um, let's do what that. What a joy. So we're talking preparation of the gifts. Next week, maybe we'll jump into uh, to the the preface. Maybe? Oh, yeah, yeah. Jump into that. Like, what's that all about? I'll bring a Roman missile next week. Maybe a Roman missile. Oh yeah, I think we got one. I think we got one in here. Okay, it's in um, my gun closet. But anyway, be ready. Sunday's coming up, right? What do you What do you bring in? What do you bring in? Not just bread and wine, but our very selves. Wow. Okay. Peace.